Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Glad that you are with me here on Listen Up. Kings are off until tomorrow. Uh, DeAndre Ayton will not be in Sacramento, so he will not be playing in the game. Uh, the Suns lost last night to uh, the Lakers. Kings with some much-needed days off. As uh, they've got an interesting three games coming up. Phoenix, who, you know, again, can give them fits, followed by uh, the Jazz and the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves uh, won last night, although, you know, you would think that Carl Anthony Townsend just won the world championship based his post-game interview. I mean, they beat the Houston Rockets, all right? They didn't beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's not get carried away here. I mean, a little crazy. All right, NCAA Sweet 16 is underway. And I'm a little surprised at the way that UConn-Arkansas game is going as they approach the first half. And UConn has absolutely dominated the game. Dominated the game, leading by uh, 17 points, which just over a couple minutes left to go in the half. Kansas State and Michigan State are all tied up as they approach the halfway point of the second half. So a couple that that's a real good game going on. That's a real good game. Again, I'm I'm surprised at the uh Yukon Arkansas game. And again, there's a long way to go. Other games coming up. You got obviously Gonzaga UCLA game that is going to be a dandy number 3 against number 2 Florida Atlantic and Tennessee a 9 against a 4. All right, so there you have it. But uh, that Michigan State-Kansas State game is uh, really an interesting game. All right, I'll keep you updated. UConn, again, leading Arkansas 44-29 now with uh, two minutes left to go uh, in the first half. You know, I, I'm following this Lamar Jackson has an agent, doesn't have an agent. He doesn't have an agent. He represent, represents himself. And the NFL came out and basically warned teams that they need to negotiate only with Lamar Jackson. And I'm looking at some of the social media posts that Lamar's putting out. And listen, I'm not an expert in negotiating contracts, nor do I know the ins and outs of being an agent and why it's beneficial and why it's not beneficial. But here's what I do know. Just about every player in the National Football League has an agent, and it seems to work out really well for them. It has not worked out that well for Lamar Jackson as of today, okay? Now, I'm not going to feel sorry for him if he doesn't get an offer sheet because he's going to be making, you know, $33 million this year. I'm not going to feel sorry for somebody that's making $33 million, okay? And I'm not going to feel sorry for somebody that turned down a very lucrative, even more lucrative deal than that because he wanted to Sean Watson money. So I'm not going to feel sorry for Lamar Jackson, okay? Not going there. I'm not feeling sorry for somebody that – might be making, you know, $33 million this year, all right? And I don't care if that's $10 million less than this guy or $15 million. I don't care about that. That doesn't mean anything to me, okay? I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any sympathy for a professional athlete who may have to play for, you know, just about $33 million this year. You can feel sorry for him. I'm not going to feel sorry for him, 
Okay. And again, I think he's made a mistake by not having an agent. I think he's made a mistake by representing himself. And I can only go by what I know today. Now that could change tomorrow or the next day. If he gets a big time offer sheet that the Ravens would then have five days to match. But as of right now, that has not happened. But I can tell you this, I'm not feeling sorry for uh, any any human being on earth, okay, who's got a, who has to settle for making uh, about $33 million a year. You can. That won't be me. That will not be me. All right, if you want to talk about anything going on in the NBA, the NFL, college basketball, uh, we can do that. Again, two games going on right now, uh, Michigan State and Kansas State, and in the West, Arkansas, and UConn, all right? And again, Florida, Atlantic, Tennessee, Gonzaga, UCLA, uh, still to come today. I may, and I say this, may not have a show tomorrow due to a travel situation. So uh, it will be, you, you obviously are notified when I sign up to do shows. So you'll, you'll know. I'm just letting you know right now, I may, may not be able to do a show uh, tomorrow. All right, so you got the four games going on today and should be a lot of fun. Tomorrow, San Diego State and Alabama, five out of one, Miami, Houston, Princeton, Creighton, Xavier, and Texas. All right? And this is the fun part. We get that. You know, we'll know who the Final Four is after this weekend. But again, I'm, I am surprised at how easily UConn is handling Arkansas. I, w- I thought this game would be tied with a couple minutes left. And it may, it may still be. You know, Arkansas is going to have to go into the locker room and regroup. They are getting their ass kicked. All right? They're getting, they're getting destroyed. It's going to be very difficult to come back from that big of a deficit the way they play. 50, or rather 19 seconds left, and UConn is up by 17 points. So that, that's, that's a big-time comeback that Arkansas is going to have to muster to win that game and advance on to Saturday. All right, hit me up. What do you want to talk about today? Raise your hand, and we will put you uh, right on. Something else I want to talk about real quickly, and I talked about this months ago, and I told you this was going to happen. The day that ESPN, or the the period of time that ESPN signed Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to ridiculous deals, gave them a Brinks truck of money, I said, you know, that might be great for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, but it's not going to be great for the people that work in the back rooms and some of the other lesser known talent and producers and so on and so forth, because in a couple of months, they are going to be unemployed. And there have been stories of ESPN getting ready to have massive layoffs. And you can put that directly, not, you can't blame that on Buck and Aikman. You can put that directly on the people at ESPN or person that decided and okayed that we're going to give them all of that money. Because what you did was you went out and you overpaid 
for two announcers. And by the way, people were going to watch your games regardless of whether Laurel and Hardy were doing the games or Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, okay? Well, you could have Laurel and Hardy doing Monday Night Football or you can have Aikman and Buck and it's not going to make a bit of difference. People are still going to watch. So you're giving them all that money and you are now going to have to terminate many people at the company. Good job. And I would not feel very good if I was Joe Buck or Troy Aikman. I can tell you that. And I, I told you this was going to happen. It is happening. And it's a disgrace. It's an absolute farce. It's a joke. Why networks feel that they've got to pay announcers a million dollars a game like Tony Romo is disgraceful. Actually, Tony Romo has made me watch less of football on CBS than more of football on CBS. I, I, I've actually turned the damn game off because of Tony Romo. I've never once turned the game on because of Tony Romo. You don't need to pay Tony Romo or any other human being a million dollars a game to announce the game. That is ludicrous, stupid, asinine. And while that's going on, you know, the poor guy that's making, you know, $40,000 a year, okay, working as, you know, a staffer in the back room or whatever the hell you call it, now loses their job because Tony Romo's making a million dollars a year. And that's exactly the way it works. Just putting that out there. All right, what do you want to talk about today? What do you want to talk about? Raise your hand. I need a leadoff man, and we'll do that. 46 to 29 is the score at the half. UConn over Arkansas. Let's get to Brian. Hey, Brian, how are you? I'm well today, Grant. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Just piggybacking your topics today. Yeah, uh, on, on the Arkansas game, I'm surprised. Musselman usually has his teams prepared, and while I picked uh, UConn to win the game, I thought it'd be tight, and of course it's a long way to go, but that is a surprising score going into half. Yeah, I'm not surprised that Connecticut's winning, but I'm surprised at how easily they're winning this game. That, to me, is very surprising. Yeah, definitely. You know, you get someone like Musselman a few days to prepare. His teams are usually pretty competitive. I know the team overall yep. hasn't been as good this year, but, you know, they made it to the, uh, the Elite Eight twice, and that's, you know, no small feat. So, we'll see. Yeah, and I don't know if they're... I don't know if they're dealing with a little bit of a hangover because the euphoria of beating the number one seed in Kansas, but that game was on what Sunday or is it Saturday? I can't remember, but yeah. you, you had, so, you know, you got, you got four days to play your next game. That hangover should be over by now, you know? So again, I'm a little surprised by the score. Definitely. And then your comment on the broadcasting is spot on. Most NFL fans, you know, we're aligned to our teams, at least I am in my age demographic, but so much of the football is revolved around gambling and fantasy football now, what have you. On a week-to-week -week basis, unless it's a big game where you really want the best of the best, nobody is really caught up in who's announcing these games. And for them to no. pay all these announcers, or, you know, the top announcers, what they're paying, Romo, et cetera, is, is a disgrace. And, and as you alluded to, the back people who are taking salary cuts are now beaten. Now, now, you know, uh, being, uh, you know, uh, fired or, or terminated. Uh, yeah, terminated. Excuse me. Uh, it's just wrong. I mean, you know, when we look at not to get into the economics, you know, we are in a, a tough period for the average, you know, Joe. And yep. every dollar counts. Every expense counts. And that's just horrible. I mean, when you're making thirty-five 
of more 40, 35 million a year or 40 million, what's the difference? You know what I mean? Compared to 20, you know what I mean? It's a joke. It's like, it's a it's, joke. We, we've lost a lot of perspective on these high salaries uh, for athletes and now even in the broadcasters. Yep. Thank you, buddy. Good call. Yep. All right, let's move on. We got a lot of other people that want to talk and we say hello to Connor. Hello, Connor. Welcome. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's up? Yeah, I just wanted to come in quick while I was watching the UConn game. I just got to say I'm thrilled with the first half. I think I don't think yep. it could have gone any better for us. No, it could not have gone any better. No, we could not. You know, Arkansas is obviously a very well-coached team. They got a lot of NBA-level talent on their roster and stuff, but I think it's going to be a little closer in the second half. I mean, it has to be with how well UConn's played and shot the ball. I'm assuming them to have a little bit slower of a half and maybe Arkansas makes it a little closer, but I'm still expecting UConn to get the win. Yep, I am too now. I would agree with you. I think it's just too big of a deficit to make up. I could see it getting, you know, single digits and, you know, having a couple of, uh, you know, tight moments, but I'd be very surprised if UConn does not hold on here. Yeah, I agree. And then the one thing I wanted to talk about today, I don't know if you talked about it already, but can you kind of explain this situation with the Mavericks protesting a game? Like, I didn't know that that was like a formal thing you could do and stuff. Can you just explain that process? You can protest any game you want. I mean, you can file a protest with the league on any game that you want. So, I mean, it doesn't happen very often because very rarely do you get the benefit of a decision as a team when you protest. But, you know, it's just Mark Cuban's way of showing the league, hey, your refs suck and they're doing a bad job. And I'm going to show everyone in the basketball world how bad they are by illustrating what they did wrong. And I'm going to file a formal protest. Yes, that's it. It happens from time to time. It very rarely works, but you can protest any game you want. So the protest, the goal of it is to, like the outcome of the game can be reversed or is it just kind of just not the outcome of the game now that the and that's the whole thing the outcome of the game could not will not be reversed but they could i mean they you know again understand where i'm going from this is not going to happen they could make the teams go back and restart the game from that point forward wow that's pretty crazy has that ever happened before well it happened in the yankees uh kansas city royals game if you remember the famous george brett home run against Goose Gossage uh, that they ruled no home run after a lengthy discussion at home plate because of the pine tar. I don't know if you're aware of this because of your age, but you can look it up. It's called the pine tar game. It's one of the most bizarre moments in the history of Yankee Stadium when George Brett homered off Goose Gossage and Billy Martin came out to protest because of the pine tar on the bat. It exceeded the uh, length on the barrel and the home plate umpire called George Brett out, okay? And the Yankees went on and won the game. However, the uh, protest was upheld, and the game was replayed from that point forward in the ninth inning. So, I mean, it happens from time to time. Well, it's interesting stuff. I'll definitely check out that whole situation. That's all I got today. Go Kings. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, the home run counted – Okay, and then they picked up the game because the Yankees needed. Uh, yeah, they, I believe that. Yeah, that's exactly what. Read it up. It's called the Pine Tar game. Yeah, I will for sure. Have a nice day. Okay, thanks very much. Bye bye. All right, 
let's get to some more phone calls. And it's right here with uh, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Patrick. All right, he is not with us, so we are going to move on to some other phone calls. And we say hello to Jerry. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Jerry, what's going on? All right. I wonder if it's on my end. I've lost two calls back to back. A little unusual. All right. If you want to get in on the program again, all you need to do is uh, hit your hand icon and we will put you right on. All right. Let's try it again right here. And we say hello to Patrick. Hey, Patrick, I think we got you now. Yeah, how you doing, Grant? It's an honor to follow uh, you and Connor. I enjoy listening to both your conversations uh, on a daily basis. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I wanted to just also uh, piggyback on the last call. Um, I actually watched the Pine Tar game <laughs> 40 years ago. And uh, just an interesting fact, do you know who played center field in that game when they resumed it? Mm, no, I can't remember who, re who was in center field when they resumed it. Who was it? Ron Gadry. Oh, how about that? Wow. Yeah, I just had to bring that out to you quick that you mentioned that game. But that was that was something else. They scheduled that game for like a half hour. I'll never forget, yeah, like at six o'clock. Yeah. So you were you were at the game, right? You said? No, no, I, I watched on TV, oh. you know. Oh, okay, because I mean that was still one of the most amazing things you'd ever see in a sporting event. And you remember when George Brett ran out of the dugout after being called out? Oh, uh, that was you, awesome. You <laughs> You, yeah, but you, you know, you thought he was going to kill so the Yankee umpire. Thing, I mean, that was it was, awesome. it was <laughs> <laughs> so Ron Gidry, uh, Ron Gidry, when the game was resumed, played center field in the ninth. Uh, yes. When they, when they well, came back like a month later. How about that? I yeah, was not aware you, of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, the main reason I called was I wanted to, um, you made the point that like, why are they spending all this money? Like on Buck and Aikman for the for those games yep. on espn um i would like to add one other point i think it's ridiculous like they promote the, the manning cast for like two years and they try to get people to watch the manning cast and then they go out and they spend like a hundred million dollars on freaking buck and aikman I, I think that's ridiculous you know yeah it's a great point i mean you're right why would you have an alternative programming to take people off from your number one announced crew of buck and aikman now the ratings all that up to one, but you make a great point. It doesn't make sense. It's a good, good job on your part, Patrick. You're spot on, 100% correct. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Uh, that's all I have tonight, Grant. It's a pleasure right. talking to you. I listened to you for many years when you were subbing for uh, Jim Rome, and it's finally glad to get to talk to you. I live on Long Island myself, and I enjoy your Long Island stories, oh, for sure. I appreciate that, Patrick. Thanks very much. Take care. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Grant. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Of course, no one could tell that Patrick was from New York. Very difficult to tell that, right? <laughs> One, all he has to do is say hello, and you know, oh, he's a New Yorker. It's funny. All right, let's get to uh, Jerry. Jerry, welcome to the show. Grant, can you hear me now, Grant? Yep, got you loud and clear. Grant, let me ask you something about Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. You know what, ESPN, you know what, those people are worth $50 billion, Grant. So why would you have to lay off other people just to pay these guys what they're getting paid? You'd have to ask ESPN that. I can't speak for them, but... Uh, we're hearing that they're about ready to uh, undertake massive layoffs. And I'm just telling you, it's directly related to the signing of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. No no ifs, ands, or buts about that. I'm just telling you, it's directly related to that. And, you know, and it's also, and, and here's the second thing. So many people are disgusted with ESPN's woke bullshit culture that they refuse to watch it, like me. I will not turn on, e- I'll tell you, uh, here's when I turn ESPN on. For a live sporting event, okay, or occasionally, and I only mean occasionally, on a Wednesday when I know my really good friend Chris Russo is on with Stephen A. And again, the only reason why I'm doing that is because my friendship with Chris. I'm not doing it for any other reason. Right. But I will not turn on – I have not – I'll tell you right now, I couldn't even name you an ESPN sports anchor right now. I don't know because I have not watched SportsCenter in a few years. I refuse to watch ESPN – because of their hypocritical double standard BS. I won't do it. I don't turn it on. So that's another reason why they're losing money. But again, it really stems from their contracts with uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And you know, Grant, why go after the little people at the, at the station? You know what? Go after these freaking managers and these executives that, uh, that make, that make these decisions. Why does that have to hurt just, just the little guy? Why? Well, I don't know. We'll wait and see when they announce the official layoffs. I don't know who it's going to be yet, but, you know, the rumor mill is that they're getting ready to have some massive layoffs. And yet you still have a guy like Kendrick Perkins who's on there spewing all of his nonsense. And I'm not for cancel culture. So I don't believe that if you make a comment that is um, use whatever whatever adjective you want. I think if you can use it for educational purposes and a learning purpose and everybody can get better from it, I'm okay. But Kendrick Perkins this has just gone on and on and on with him, and yet he still is employed by ESPN. Now, I don't know if that's going to continue or if he's been let go in the last 24 hours and I'm overlooking the news, but it just doesn't add up to me. It really doesn't. You know, Grant, because I've been seeing things on Facebook and things like that that Kendrick Perkins was fired by ESPN. Uh, so, obviously, you know, well, it's not right what I'm seeing or – I don't know if he was, it went over my head. Uh, I'm online right now looking at his 
uh, bio and everything else, I just Google Kendrick Perkins and there's nothing on there saying that he's been terminated. So, you know, uh, there's nothing from ESPN that said that there's no headlines. Kendrick Perkins is out at ESPN or anything like that. I know there have been talks like I know Dan Dockage for one and a couple of others have come out and said, you know, he needs to be fired, but I've not seen anything official from ESPN saying that Kendrick Perkins has been uh, terminated or is no longer with the company. And Grant, uh, just a couple more things. Grant, you're saying this about Mark, about Mark Cuban. He's uh, bitching about this, about that. Uh, so, Grant, do you think that the NBA uh, uh, will uh, they will have a back on Mark Cuban's Mavericks about him saying this? Uh, do you think there will no. be any kind of? Okay, all right. No. And Grant, okay. I mean, because uh, because if you because if you did that, Jerry. There would be a mark on every single uh, player and coach in the NBA. And I'm obviously exaggerating a little bit, but the amount of criticism coming at the NBA officials, even like Monty Williams last night. And, you know, we talked uh, about Fred Van Vliet, who, by the way, the official that he was complaining about, Ben Taylor, has been demoted. The officials in the NBA have not done a good job this year. And the NBA has got a problem on their hands. They have a, they have a problem twofold. They have a problem that their officials are making so many mistakes and they have another problem that the coaches and players continue to criticize them on a daily basis, which hurts their credibility among the viewing public and the people that pay their money to go to the games, gamble and everything else. So the NBA has got a real problem on this on their hands. Do you think this will be addressed on the offseason? It has to be. And I, and I say this and I'm being very transparent. The man that's in charge of the officials, I know very well and I have a lot of. I'm very fond of him. His name is Monty McCutcheon. Okay. Monty, yes, he's a good official. I've known, yes, and I, I love Monty. And I've talked to Monty on numerous occasions. And, you know, if, if Monty were sitting right next to me right now, I wouldn't change what I'm saying. I would say the officials have done a bad job this year. And that falls directly on the shoulders of Monty McCutcheon. Monty is the head of the officials. He's in charge of it. And quite frankly, he's not doing a good job. And it hurts me to say that because I love the man. And Grant, I don't mean to keep harping on the Kings and Celtics again because I went to that game, Grant. But yeah. you know what? You don't think that the NBA, Grant, you know, granted that the Kings, you know, with the Celtic game, they played five games out of seven nights, would uh, uh, have the teams when they come back home for the first time after that long of a road trip, will give them a day off and then continue playing the day after. What do you think about? Should that? always you should always you should always have a day off. It should be standard. I mean, it's ridiculous that there was not a day off. It makes absolutely zero sense. I ripped the decision before the game even started, and I knew that the Kings were going to have a very difficult time competing, and that's one hundred percent on the schedule. There's no way in the world that the Kings should have been playing after they were in Utah on the four, that that should have never happened. They should have had a day off. It's ridiculous. Do you think the NBA grant maybe might address that? On the offseason? They better. They should. They better. I mean, there's. I'm not saying putting together the NBA schedule is easy. It's not easy. But there are certain times within it. And I know the guy that puts the schedule together, by the way. I've, I've known him for 35 years. Okay? And they use a lot of computers, a lot of algorithms, a lot of – I mean, they use a lot of mechanisms to make the schedule. They also send a rough draft to every team and, you know, see if they got any big issues or if they have any – conflicts that maybe have been overlooked with dates because you have hockey in arenas, you have concerts in arenas, you have graduations, you know, you have all kinds of things. So all of these things are gone over start times of games. I mean, sometimes they make mistakes. And to me, this was a mistake. 
All right, Grant, one more thing, sir, before I let you go. Uh, do you think the Lakers will be in the postseason this year? I think they'll be in the play-in. After that, I don't know. But I think they'll be one of the top 10 teams to get into the play-in. Now, it was reported today that LeBron might be back for a few games in the final week of the season. I think that would be very important as well for the Lakers to have success. All right, sir. Well, you know, thanks for taking my call, Grant. Love the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, you should also point out that if the Kings are third, they won't be playing the Lakers in the first round unless the Lakers make a significant jump into sixth, all right? Because if you're three, you you know, one plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five, all right? So you got to look at it that way as well. All right, let's get to John. Hello, John. John, how are you today? Man, I'm getting a lot of a lot of no no answers today. John, you must be at the grill. You can't hear me. But seriously though, you look at the schedule, you look at the Kings who they could finish second, but I still think they're gonna finish third. Probably not gonna be the Lakers. All right, let's get to uh, John again. Let's see if he's there. John. All right, John's not there. John, go cook your food. <laughs> I love John. He's a beauty. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right, so tomorrow, I don't know whether I'm going to be able to do the show or not, so keep that in mind, all right? All right, so this will be the third and lucky charm time for John. All right, John, are you there, my friend? I am here, John. Grant. Are you there? Okay, there you are. What's up, buddy? Oh, man. Strange day on the phones, I guess. I got a different device, and uh, I guess it's finally working. Um, yes, it is. What can I do for you? Good to hear from you. Yeah, I, I've been quite busy this week. I got a lot of stuff I'm going through, you know. you know. Um, yep. But yes, sir. I've been on board listening to some. Hey, you and Waggis had a phone, uh, conversation the other day. I don't know if it went 20 or 30 minutes. That was a fantastic conversation. I didn't get the whole thing. You know, I've been in and out, but... That guy brings a lot of great content. and, and Yes, he does. That. Great job, Waggus. And Connor, hey, man, the same thing with you, too. And, you know, I'm not going to take anybody out of that. But, hey, this guy from Long Island, what, was he eating hot dogs and sausages or something? That was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. So, hey, as these referees are, are the problem with refereeing, what do you think is going to be – the solution or, or are there putting another ref? I don't know if that's it. Is it going to be more video, uh, just a little more video and maybe a ref that's not on the court who's looking at, looking at things on video or something. Do you, I don't know. Do you know what, what do you think? I, it's a very complex topic, John. There's no simple uh, formula. There's, you know, the officials are scrutinized. Every call they make and don't make is reviewed. There's all kinds of mechanisms behind the scenes, but the reality is they need to be better. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. They need to, and they need to be better, but I'm not one to sit here and say there's a conspiracy theory or something in there they're trying to fix games. I think they're all trying to do a good job, but I don't know if they're Head gets in the wrong place at times when they watch certain stars. I, I just don't know exactly what the answer is. I don't either, John. Uh, but 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 this is not a but John John. This is not a new uh, problem. We talk about this every year, right? We've been talking about this. 
I mean, I this it. is the, but it just, it, and maybe I'm too close to it, but it seems like it's worse this year. That's the point I'm trying to make. Hey, I agree, Grant. You're right. You and I have been talking about this since 2002, at least. Okay, so it is not the first first conversation at all. Um, hey, yeah. I didn't nope. see the play, but I heard what Steve Kerr said, and he said, boy, it looked like, you know, obviously he's going in his own favor, but he said it looked like it was going to be their ball, but I didn't see the play. Did you? It wasn't no, I did not see the play. I did I not see either. the play. I didn't either, so I don't really want to comment exactly but uh, there's been so much talk about it. Something, something went on. So, well, Sean Wright, Sean Wright, Sean Wright, the uh, crew chief, did a pool report at the end of the game and said they called it on the floor, Golden State ball, and then right after that, they called yeah. the timeout for Dallas and pointed at Dallas. So the confusion might have been they pointed to Dallas, people thinking it's going to be Dallas's ball, but it wasn't. It was Golden State's ball and. According to Mark Cuban, Dallas thought it was their ball, and they weren't in a defensive lineman, and the Warriors inbounded the ball and scored an easy basket. But, you know, I, I, that, that's Mark Cuban's take on it. The problem, yeah. with that is I, the problem with that is I read that there was nobody in the backcourt for Dallas to take what would have been an inbounds pass. And so why, why would that be? If you thought it was your ball, how come you didn't have anybody in the backcourt to take the ball? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I, I I would tell you the league is going to say no to this uh, protest. You know, Mark Cuban's not going to win this protest. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. Hey, that's about as in-depth as I've heard on any take that I've heard today. That, um, and I guess if Dallas called a timeout, they pointed that direction. That they were pointing at them, maybe saying that they called the timeout, not that it's going their direction or something. Yes, that's correct. That's exactly right. That's probably yep. what, exactly what happened. And Mark Cuban is being Mark Cuban and wants to be in the spotlight. And he doesn't care about, I guess it's 20 grand to, to file a protest. Well, I know you don't give a shit about 20 grand. That's for sure. No, it's a, that's a nickel out of his pocket. A nickel? Come on, that's a penny, Grant. <laughs> no, it's a penny. Okay, it's a half a penny. Whatever it is, yeah. it's a lot more money than you and I have to be wasting on a call. But, hey, here's the bottom line. Okay, the officials, forget about Mark Cuban for a minute. The officiating issue in the NBA has been subpar. Okay, they need to be better, particularly at the end of games. The officials at the end of games have not done a good job this year. And that's not debatable. They have not done a good job. Oh, I agree. Look at what happened to a handful of the Kings games. I mean, a foul. Every team, not just the Kings, every team. Every team has been screwed at the end of games this year. Oh, I agree. Hey, I want to talk. I haven't talked to you in this week, but um, what do you think about Darren Waller going to your New York Giants? Is that going to put you guys over the top? Are you get 10 or 12 wins this year? What do you think? Well, if he's healthy, it's going to be a huge addition to the team. Yeah, he's, I, only play, he's, on, he's only played in 20 games the last two seasons, so he's missed a lot. You know, he's only played in 20 out of 34 games. He needs to be on the field to help the Giants, but if he is, it's a big-time signing for the Giants, big-time. Oh, big-time. And, Grant, it's not just because he's a, a playmaker with the ball. You can look at him when he doesn't catch the ball. He's he's always playing tight end. He's always blocking. He's He never he never takes a playoff. I, I, nope. I love that. Part. And, and I understand and, he's been hurt. Yeah. He's been a little beat up. But, man, when he's been on the field, that's been a guy that he gives – he gives defense headaches, man. And I think it's also going to help. It's also going to help. It's going to help Saquon Barkley a lot too, because the Giants use a lot of two tight end formation. 
And with Daniel Jones' ability uh, on the run-pass option with two tight ends, you know, and using Bar- uh, Saquon back there, it's just going to open up the offense. It gives them so many opportunities to do things, even on short passing down. So, yeah, I can't – it's not a negative for the Giants. I mean, it, it's great signing as long as he's on the field for the majority of the games. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I am surprised that uh, the Raiders got rid of him that quickly, even though I know, you know, he's been a little bit injured. But he's been a playmaker, and he seems like he's always been a good locker room guy too. Yep. So – all right. See, See you, man. Be good. Take care. Appreciate the phone call. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's get to uh, Zach. Zach, welcome to the show. How are you today, Zach? Zach, hey, what's here. going on? I'm here. Yep, go ahead. Hey, okay, so I have a quick question. So let me get this straight. So in that Warriors... Mavericks game. The official ruled Golden State ball, right? According to what the uh, crew chief said after the game, yes. So, okay, so that means that Golden State has possession. So, isn't it like when a team has possession, their opponent can't call a timeout, though? No, on a dead ball, you can call a timeout anytime you want. Okay, just like the a clock could stop. You can call a timeout anytime you want if the if it's a dead ball situation. Oh, uh, uh, okay, that's what was confusing. So, yeah, the ball went out of bounds. You can call the timeout any uh, – yeah, as long as the game is not going on, yes, you can call the timeout. And then I think it was last night, uh, Suns and Lakers played, right? Yep. So I was reading it on Twitter, and it was like uh, Monty Williams was saying like – Monty Williams. Yep. Yeah, Monty Williams. So he was like complaining that the Lakers got, I think, like 18 more free those attempts. And, Correct. you know, it's like I didn't watch that game. I didn't watch any highlights. And so I don't know, but like, I mean, because us Kings fans, we always complain how Fox and Sabonis don't always get the calls, but it's like, look, here's like another, you know, elite level team when fully healthy, that's not getting calls. And then a Lakers team is getting all those calls. So, I mean, it's like, well, first of all, let me, let me, let me stop you for a minute. Okay. I didn't watch the game either, but I did listen to Monty Williams after the game. Explain to me where there is a rule in the NBA that each team needs to shoot the same number of free throws. Like, there why isn't. do we assume that the free throws have to be fairly even? That's not true. Officials are calling the fouls based on what they see. They're not saying, well, gee, we've called 10 fouls on this team and only four on this team. We need to change that. That's not how the game's officiated. So, you know, the disparity may, might be a little odd, but where is it written that the teams have to shoot the same number of free throws? That's the part... That I and, and I did a rant on this today. And here's something else I said, Zach. 
Okay, so I admit that the officials have been subpar this year. How yeah. can we never hear? How come we never hear of a winning coach or a player from the winning team criticize the officials after the game? It's only from a losing player or a losing coach. You know what? If you really want to make a, a point, criticize the officials in a win, not only after a loss. Because when you criticize officials after a loss, a lot of times it falls on deaf ears. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, it's just like, because I know I've heard like uh, Scott Foster, like Chris Paul has kind of issues with him. Was Scott Foster the head official for that game? Scott Foster is one of the top officials in the yeah, NBA. Yeah. That's what I always he does hear, the yeah. NBA finals every year. And he gets a lot of criticism. I've just and heard that, that. That's true. I've just heard that Chris Paul just does not like Scott Foster. I, I think that is accurate. And I think Scott Foster probably is tired of Chris Paul complaining the whole game too, which I also did a rant on. Part of the problem with the officials, in my opinion, is it's a very difficult sport to officiate. And it even becomes more difficult to officiate if you're constantly in conversation with the players during the play because they're complaining and bitching about stuff. That needs to stop. All right. Coaches coach, players play, officials officiate. If you so want to talk to the – wait a minute. If you want to talk to the official, two things. Number one, it's the job of the coach. And number two, the captain during a free throw. Okay? Nobody else should be allowed to be talking to the officials all game. It's wrong. Watch the Kings play Phoenix tomorrow night and watch Devin Booker complain on every single call. That's bad for the game. Should not be allowed. Okay? The league needs to stop that. So would you say, like, as an official, like, it's – much harder to make a call in the live action. You're right there as opposed to like a fan watching on TV. Oh, are you kidding me? Of course, it's much more challenging. Okay. The other issue is officials don't have replays like you do when you're watching a game. Okay. They, they can't go and use the replay unless there's a challenge. So, you know, that that's part of it as well. And again, I admit the officials have been subpar this year, but their job is, is, is very difficult. And it's even more difficult when you allow players to continually argue and criticize all the time. It's just it's bad for the league. It needs to be changed. Does part of that have to do with like training in the offseason or like, you know, when they have no, they, they, they're full time officials. They go yeah. through training. They go. I've been at their training camp before. I've been I, I've been I know all the officials. I've been in all their meetings. I understand what they go through. OK, I get it. Sure. I understand the mechanism on making calls. I understand how they're reviewed. I understand how they're critiqued. I got the whole thing down. OK, I don't have the answer to make it better, but it's not lack of training. They go through training all year long. Gotcha. All right. Thanks for your call. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. If you want to get on before we uh, say so long, now is your chance. And good to have you on. Again, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the show tomorrow, but uh, just, you know, look for the notification. But I will 100% be on at halftime and post game with Ryan. And of course, he'll have the pregame leading up to the Kings uh, and the Suns. So we'll see. No DeAndre Ayton, you know about no Durant. So, again, the Kings are taking on a team that is very shorthanded tomorrow, but it's also a huge game for the Phoenix Suns. I'm not saying it's not a big game for Sacramento, but it's a bigger game for Phoenix than it is for Sacramento based on the standings and how tight things are uh, in the West. All right, we'll wrap it up for today. Make it a good rest of the day. And NCAA basketball, enjoy the Sweet 16. And, again, we talk about Alabama and uh, Connecticut and the disparity in that game uh, at the break. And I was really surprised, really surprised. But UConn has come out, and they are taking complete control of the game. 
They lead 62 to 33. So that game is over. That game's over. UConn absolutely embarrassing the Arkansas Razorbacks. And meanwhile, they're going to overtime. Michigan State, Kansas State tied at 82. So long, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.